Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. All right, today I wanted to jump in, talk to you guys about my journey as an agency owner the past 11 years, 11 and a half years, everything that's come along with this journey of you know owning and running a social media marketing agency, what that's taken, some of the ups and some of the big, big downs, and then kind of coming back and what the plan is moving forward. So bring y'all back along that ride up till today. And I'll give you kind of the, you know, the breakdown of where we're at today. So for those of you who are first time at this channel, first time hearing this, whether you're hearing it on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, wherever it may be. My name is Jordan Shelton. I am a Canadian, now also an American, who runs a social media marketing agency here in uh, Los Angeles. My team is remote. Although most of the team is in Southern California, we did have an office pre-pandemic and an office, I guess like, I know the pandemic's not over, but post-pandemic as well. And then we just moved slowly to all remote. So we do that now. We are focused on helping CPG and e-com companies. So we really niche down and I'm going to do a different video on niching down and what that means and how to do it. But now we do that, the team's here and we do two things. We do organic social strategy, uh, content production, and then also paid strategy and management of campaigns. So that's, you know, our bread and butter and where we live, what we do. But it wasn't always that way. So I'm going to go back. Our agency is called Cave. My agency is called Cave. And that actually comes from Cave Mag. So Cave Mag is Cave Magazine. That is the initial project that kind of kicked this thing all off. And what happened was I was in my last year of university at University of Toronto. At that time, I was writing a blog with crazy articles and 10 people you'd see at a gym and they were like comedic and it was men's tips, college man, college guy tips. And it got some traction and that led to thinking, hey, we could do this as a blog. We could make a blog, launch it, try to get ad revenue, get people to it. So we launched December 2011. We launched cavemag.com. We did that. Myself, one of the guys I play football with, Michael Prempe, Anna Beriones, three of us kind of took it and said, okay, we're going to launch this magazine online blog. So we did that. It was totally a hobby. We thought we were doing a business. We weren't. Like the site made no money. We actually got a lot of traffic. And now in hindsight, and this is also like the peak of blogging 2012. So we got a lot of traffic. We were doing things, but it was really a trial by fire situation. I was bartending. Mike was still working and he was actually working for the mayor of Toronto at the time. I was bartending on the weekends and we would just do what we could around that and try to get articles shared, write on things. We were learning SEO a little bit along the way. We're learning how to build WordPress sites. It was really, really a playground for us to experiment and see what was what. Now, what kind of took this whole thing to the next level is we had an article go semi-viral. This article was, you know, on the front page of Reddit. It was on LinkedIn, tagged at ESPN. Local news was looking at it. And it was all the sports article that we had written. And that was wild. So we had that. And I remember waking up and there was like 180 notifications on my phone or something. And this time it was a BlackBerry. So to date myself a little bit. Yeah, there was so many notifications. And I was thinking, oh man, did somebody die? Like, did something bad happen? And it turned out, no, the article had taken off. So that was cool. You know, at that time we had no money. I think I probably had 200 bucks in my account last year of school trying to figure it out. And by this point, it's early 2012. And that got us thinking, okay, what is this worth? Like, is there money in content? Should we be doing this for people? And it was wild because at that time, like 
this thing had just been burning money and like not a huge amount because we're doing a lot for free. I started it all with like a $2,500 student loan to like get the URL and pay for hosting and, you know, uh, do advertising, whatever that meant back then, buying <laughs> buying flyers and stuff. So it was interesting because out of this, what happened was we started to think, okay, we could actually create content for businesses. We had a moving company. It was, you know, one of my parents' friends saw what we were doing and went, hey, I have a moving company. I actually want to, can y'all do this for me? Can you make content? And we're like, we'll try. So next thing I know, we are taking the same strategy we used with, you know, Cave Meg and doing social media and SEO and the content. And we just started applying it to this moving company's blog and their website. Well, they started to get a lot of traction. Content marketing started to work. They started to get a lot of leads and they referred us to other moving companies. So within about a four month period, you know, we went from cavemag.com making no money to Cave Social, which was the new brand, making money. And we're like, oh my goodness, we, you know, we have like three or four moving companies paying us at this point. It probably added up to like five or $6,000 a month. But at that point, like five grand a month, we were like, we were a pig swimming in shit at this point um, because I was able to stop working at the bar. Mike was able to, you know, quit his job and come full time to kind of help with Cave. At this point, Anna had moved on. She was doing her thing. So we were like, okay, we can do this. We started to then kind of things peaked a little bit, slow build, adding clients here or there. We really didn't have a core service. We had no systems. Like it was, let's just write an article on what we think. And we made a little bit of a plan, but we weren't using SEO tools. This was all just trial and error stuff we had learned. And it was part of being, you know, in our early twenties and figuring that out. And then it was cool. So we did that for, I don't know, a year and a half. And I had the opportunity to go down to Florida just to visit one of my friends down there. And then that turned into a, a 10 day vacation, turned into six weeks staying down there and actually helping his family's business out with some of the stuff we were doing. So I stayed down there. Then I started flying down there every couple of months to help, you know, hang out with my buddy and also help his family's company out. And I was like, this is amazing, right? I'm in Florida. I'm coming from Toronto, severely cold weather, and I'm able to go to Florida and have margaritas and, you know, do marketing, which I thought was amazing. But that actually sparked my buddy down there, Justin, and he said, okay, hey, I, I want to do this in America. And I said, okay, how do you immigrate? How do you do that? So next thing you know, we have made an agreement, a handshake, and we said, cool, let's start Cave USA. And then over the course of the next, you know, 12 months, I find a figure out how to immigrate down, move down. His family business was awesome. They leased us office space. They helped us out a ton with kind of getting off the, you know, getting the business off of the ground and introducing us to people. So forever indebted that way. And I think it's funny, you know, kind of as an aside, I always think it's funny when people are like, I'm self-made. No, nobody's self-made. Everybody takes, you know, help along the way. So that was definitely one of the big helps along the way. And, you know, we were able to do that. So we were able to build and it was cool because we did that at this point, I'm 26, 27 years old. It's 2014, 2015. And we're just grinding away, you know, trying to find clients, thinking we have a niche, we don't really know what we're doing. We're offering social media, we're offering blogging, we're offering SEO. There's a lot. So then we have another business partner comes in who can do more of a creative side of things, can handle the camera, et cetera. So we get to a point where we're like, okay, whoa, we should get our own office, right? We kind of move out of the subletting thing. We get our own office and we're in Fort Lauderdale. And this is awesome, growing, we're getting clients. I'm like, I think at this point, we got our first client to pay us 10K a month for content. And that was just out of this world to us. That was to have a single client pay 10 grand a month was, I felt so undeserving at the time, which was 
it's interesting in hindsight to go back to be like, oh, we probably could have charged double or triple for what we were doing. So we had that. We're there. Eventually, we decided to move to Los Angeles and, hey, let's pick it up. Let's try to grow in LA, shake it up a little bit, which Florida was at that point, And everyone's in Miami now at that point, didn't really have a startup or advertising culture. So we moved out to LA, started, we got an office here in LA, built the team up. And at this point, we had Mike was in Toronto, Justin, who had then moved to Vancouver. So he had an office there. And then we started to build the team out of LA, build it up. At this point, if I'm being honest, we still didn't really have systems in place or a core offering. We're jumping around. We're, if somebody said, hey, can you jump? We just like, how high? So we would take any and every project from SEO to pay-per-click to video projects to doing commercials. And then we're doing package design. It was really just a, if you want to pay us to do it, we'll figure out a way, which, you know, paid the bills for a long time. And we all got to like, have salaries and have an office and feel pretty cool. But ultimately it wasn't a sustainable model and it wasn't something that was going to allow us to build long-term. So that eventually, you know, things start to dry up, but business partners wanted to go a different direction. So we kind of unrolled or unraveled the, you know, the first formation of the agency that kind of cave 1.0. So we all went our separate ways. I ended up, you know, buying everybody out, retaining the company. We got rid of some staff and, it was interesting. So it was like pre-COVID and we ended up going down to just me left at the company. You know, not a lot of people know and it's nothing to like, you never hear people in public bragging about that part. But so it was just me at the company. Uh, I think at this time we had two clients left and that was where the, you know, soul searching began and thinking about, okay, I'm now able to build this in a direction I want. How do I do this? How do I get serious about it? And one of the interesting effects of like anyone who's listening to this, who's had business a partner, business partners, and then doesn't have them afterwards, having that shoulder to like lean on to go, oh, you know, there's always somebody to take the fall with you or to like celebrate the highs with. It's really interesting when you become a solo, you know, owner operator and everything is on you. I love it now. And it's one of those things I think it's, uh, I like starting my first business or cave 1.0 with, you know, business partners. And now I'm, I'm really enjoying running this by myself. So I get that going and start to rebuild. COVID hits. I'm sitting there. I'm working from home. It's just me. Two clients. So paying the bills. Everything's okay. Working with a couple contractors. And then it was kind of a, a mad dash. We started this podcast, started building this media company alongside this. And I was like, okay, we're just going to be social media agency. That's what we're going to focus on. We started to scale up hired some people, got some kids out of university, got people looking for their first jobs, are really hungry, awesome people that came in. And we built it again. I went and said, okay, we got the office space. We're in LA. We're working with clients. At this point though, we hadn't really figured out our niche still. So at this point, yeah, we're still figuring it out and we're working with anybody and anyone who reaches out. We did have the media arm, this, you know, the podcast, which you might be listening to this, you know, on that or the YouTube channel. And we started to get out there a little more. I was like, okay, I think one of the things that I can do in COVID and work from home is interview people, connect with people in marketing. And ultimately, I think that will lead to more business action without a real plan. There's no like, hey, come on my podcast and then you're a lead. And I thought that stuff was kind of corny. But I did think if I just invited people on and got to know as many people as possible, that eventually they would just refer me or see my LinkedIn and reach out. And that started to happen. So we now kind of fast forward to today. We've once again gone remote. So we got rid of the office. We do have a space, but we don't use it really. And working with a lot of contractors. The team is probably six or seven people, kind of fluctuates because we have some partners that we'll use for like 
a day here or there per month, you know, videographers, photographers, things like that. And we definitely have uh, niched down to exactly what we do and who we want to work with. So we no longer manage, you know, the pay-per-click side things directly. I do this like the strategy, but the day-to-day management, we have a great partner that does that. They're a contractor. They come in and help. Same thing with video production. We don't produce anymore. We found a great team here in LA, Diesel Films, and they handle all our video production. I'll be on set. I'll be helping direct. I'll be thinking with their team, making ideas, et cetera. But in terms of like handling the camera, editing, I was like, let's just get professionals to do it. So that's kind of where it stands today. We have totally narrowed the focus, CPG, e-com brands. We kind of have our client criteria that we're trying to hit. And yeah, that's where I am, you know, tracking forward with the agency. My plan ultimately is to build this agency up, continue going along with building the media arm as well. So having the podcast, having YouTube, and ultimately we have a course business as well, and just start to kind of build this organically and over the next five to 10 years, you know, hopefully build a a big entity and something that allows us to just do creative work and fulfilling creative work. Yeah. So that's it. That is my, you know, journey as a social media marketing agency owner. If you like the story or you want to get more content, hit the like, subscribe. That stuff means a lot. And uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time out of your day to hear this story. I'll catch you next time.